Welcome to Tea is Good, Books Are Better, the podcast where we drink tea and talk about books. My name is Raven. I'm Jess. And we are sisters. (laughs) Are we? We are? today jessica <laughs> why do you always giggle when i ask you that <laughs> like i can talk about what i've been doing but it's so boring oh <laughs> well we don't want to hear about it if it's boring <laughs> okay <laughs> we went to a wedding yeah we did um i think our experiences were very different <laughs> you were the maid of honor because <laughs> i was i was just the bridal guest. party <laughs> how was it for you like I didn't get to see the ceremony or anything. I mean I was standing behind it so I was there but like I didn't get to look at it you know <laughs> I thought it was pretty I like the rubbing of the sugar over their heads it was a Persian ceremony mm-hmm. um yeah go on it was cute got treats afterwards that was fun <laughs> um when I was waiting I wasn't expecting Johnny to make it I thought mm-hmm. he was gonna come for dinner but as soon as the doors opened, he texts me that he's outside. I was so happy. Aww. And I go running, and I'm, like, banging on the window, and someone grabs me, and I look, and it's Vicky. Oh. <laughs> and she's like, where are we sitting? Aww. Yeah. She's like, I want to sit with you. Just and I'm like, oh, we got special spots. <laughs> yeah. And I was so confused when Kevin said we got the first two rows. I'm like... But where are the bridesmaids gonna sit? Oh, so I was kind of surprised when I saw you guys all standing because I was like, "Okay, where the fuck are they gonna sit?" Mm. Yeah, that was nice. And wanted you guys right up front. Aw, does she love us like family? Yeah. (laughs) Well, she was, you know, she wanted to see people she loved right up front, Mm. and she she didn't want to see like you know strangers (laughs) sitting up there. She's like, who is that? I'm just really happy that I was chosen. Uh, <laughs> As one of the, the chosen one. one of the loved ones. <laughs> yeah. So I felt pretty comfortable because it was just our group of friends in the first two rows. And I was like, this is nice. Yeah. What did you think of, like, what did you think was happening when you first saw the rubbing sugar? I thought it was some ceremonial stuff, but I thought it was like two stones. They were hard as stone. Seriously, yeah. at first, the, I don't remember who was rubbing it first, but she had to, like, grind it together to get the chunks to actually start falling off. Oh, my God. There were chunks falling off? Yeah. <laughs> that was just going to be, like, dust. Well, it was, like, a little chunky at first. And oh. it was, like, dust. Mm. I was too shy to go up and rub them. Oh. Yeah. But everyone was doing it. <laughs> I know. Everyone was doing it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Johnny, when he saw it, I was like, wait, what? Are we all going to have to go up there? And I'm like, no, Johnny. She said, just the ladies. Mm-hmm. And it's volunteer. It's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but yeah, I heard Anne like, started crying as soon as everyone started getting up. Did you not look at her? No. I couldn't see her face, but like... Oh, I couldn't see her face either. It was too in the side. Oh, I see. Yeah, but when they invited people or the women up to yeah. come rub the sugar, 
and took then, a few moments, but then everyone started yeah, coming. Yeah, there were, like, a couple people trickling at first, and then there was kind of, like, a big surge. Of yeah, someone's like, yep, me too. <laughs> and, yeah, apparently Anne started crying at that Aww. moment, which is so sweet. When she came down the aisle, I began tearing up. It was so nice. I'm kind of glad I couldn't see her face during the ceremony, because <laughs> yeah. I would have been, like, weeping like a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, a really short little ceremony. Nice. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Literally, mm. we had sweets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the sugar. <laughs> um, Good, because I was fucking starving. Yeah, the food was... What did you think of the food? Of, like, the caterers? Yeah. It was alright. Everyone in the table was impressed, but I was like, eh, it's alright. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I grew up differently. <laughs> Oh, Maybe mean? we were spoiled with our mom's cooking or something, but I'm just, like, not super impressed by lots of food oh. from restaurants or that sort of stuff. Catering services. I'm just like, hmm, it's all right. I feel like that's normal to, like, prefer, you know, the cooking you grew up with. Because <laughs> your taste buds grow, like, accustomed yeah. to that. I just feel like growing up, like, everyone else's mom's food was mediocre. <laughs> I think because we grew up with a Mexican mother, so it was all very much <laughs> no, like... No, no. We grew up with a bored mother. <laughs> a bo- <laughs> and bored. her favorite time of the day was making dinner. Aww. <laughs> but she liked flavor. Yeah. Like, she would go heavy on the flavor. Do you? And on the spices and... Hear all these stories, people saying, like, my grandma's food was the best and stuff. And then I'm like, I can't really... <laughs> I don't even really remember Granny ever making food. Oh, she used to cook. But it was just like basics. Oh, just like, <laughs> like chicken bake chicken rice. Plain lots rice. Lots of rice and like soy sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Like I ate it. I'm not it was picky. Good. I'm it was not edible. Picky. <laughs> I'll eat it. Um I thought the I thought the food at the wedding was really good. Yeah? Yeah, but I also just really love salmon. <laughs> oh, I didn't like the fish. Oh, really? And even the steak was tough. But you know, I, I'm not insulting the steak. Johnny loved it, and he's a big steak buff. And he loves steak. Oh. Everyone loves steak. I just don't like steak. I don't like steak. Um, no, it's not me. Mike was, it was perfectly good. <laughs> Mike was all in for the potatoes. He's a potato fiend. He loves potatoes. So you know what much. I liked? The salads. Oh, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there was a lot of salads. There was four types of salads there. There was, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a delicious Greek salad and the I got the, I had the Greek a berry salad. salad was really good too. I think I had some of that too. I like those. And then there was a Caesar salad and mm. fuck croutons <laughs> and something else and the nasty ass cabbage mayo. What is that? Oh, coleslaw. Yeah, coleslaw. I love coleslaw. <laughs> Mike hates it too. Johnny. I don't get it. Spices it. I love it. Yummy. Mm. <laughs> Cabbage is, after a while, the chewing gets bit much. Oh. It's just cabbage. <laughs> it's too tough for my, my, my jaw. You seem to be sensitive about tough foods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm very sensitive to tough foods. It means the weak jaw. Chewing a bit much, and I'm like, oh, too much work. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to inhale it. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been to a lot of weddings. 
I count this as my second wedding. Yeah. Same. I mean, we've, we've been to some when we were, like, really young, but I don't remember those. No. Um, so, yeah, I would also count this as my... The second wedding I've attended. This food was better than the first one. I don't even remember the first one. <laughs> well. So I guess that says something that about says it. something. <laughs> um, it was way better. But yeah, the <laughs> the first wedding was our cousin's wedding. Yeah. This one was my best friend's wedding. Yeah. And I was the maid of honor. Yep. And I did a speech. Yep. You made a few of us cry. Did I? I recorded the whole thing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I feel like I basically just cried into a microphone for five minutes. <laughs> nah, you said some real touching things. Aww. I watched it again and cried again. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. That's very sweet. Aw. Well, Anne seemed to like it, so that's what matters. <laughs> but I'm glad other people thought so. Because I was still, like, unsure about it. I had been working on it for, like, two months. And Damn. just kept going back and, like, redoing stuff and rewriting. And, like, when I you're felt like there, I... <laughs> you're like, I can rewrite some shit. No, not when I was... I mean, before. <laughs> yeah, that sounds stressful. It was very stressful. And it, like, it got to a point where I just had to, like, cut myself off. I was like, I can't work on it anymore. Or uh-huh. I'm gonna actually give myself, like, a panic attack. Ugh. Oh, my God. Because, <laughs> like, there's so much I wanted to say and, like... But also, like, how do I say it and how do I... It was just a lot. <laughs> All I can say is I feel bad for the best man having to follow you. <laughs> <laughs> I demanded that my speech go first. So I can make him look dumb. No, that's not why. <laughs> I just, I think I wanted to get it out of the way. Yeah. Because um, so I was very nervous about it. Um, what yep. I did not expect was to be crying before I already got to the podium. Because Anne and B had just done their, like, first dance. I put that in quotes. Where they sang together. Oh, yeah. So oh, I was my God. already crying from that. <laughs> and then immediately after that. One of the groomsmen's like, all right, so moving on to speeches, Raven, get up here. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> I just sounded like to me, I didn't know you were crying. I thought you were just nervous. Oh, no. I was already like, shaking voice and nerves. And I was like, oh, no. What's yeah. <laughs> You're crying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was literally crying just the whole time. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but I just, I embraced it. I was like, you know what? I can't embarrass myself anymore, so I just embrace the tears and roll with it. <laughs> uh, I never want to watch that speech back, though. Not till I'm, like, not till their 10-year anniversary. Then I'll watch it. Yeah. But then you'll be like, God, I was hard on myself. This is a good speech. <laughs> well, I don't think it was a bad speech. I think it was... Too emotional for you right now? It was a very emotional day. Oh, it was. Man. When I said bye to her, I cried a little bit. Yeah. because <laughs> she started crying. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Stop. It's a very emotional day. But a very good day. And there was, like, lots of cool Persian things that they did. There's like, the yeah. knife dance, which was, like, so cool. They're, like, teasing them with the knife I for the cake. It was the night dance. No, knife dance. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just thought there was having it. I thought it was just a stick. No, that was the knife for the cake. <laughs> what the fuck? 
<laughs> was I already drunk? <laughs> Probably. Uh, the knife dance, the sofre was really cool. I was super impressed with the open bar. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa, you guys. Spoiling <laughs> us. Yeah. What did you think? Did you know there was a choreographed dance? No. No? That was a nice surprise. Yeah? <laughs> I was like, ooh. Tell me what that was like for you. <laughs> really funny seeing some member, a certain member up there dancing. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin trying to do the footloose dance. Yeah. And then, like, afterwards, he's like, hey, I saw you filming. Send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. It was like, I was like, damn, how much hard work did you guys do? Yeah. And apparently for their like first dance in quotes, cause they sat and sang together. They like actually took singing lessons and like, Aww. yeah, like there's so much passion and dedication that went into this day. And I was just, I was blown away. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to attend a wedding that's going to live up to this one, honestly. <laughs> seriously so many tears all day (laughs) i also like could not sleep the night before oh i got like three hours of sleep maybe and then when i when i was doing my makeup in the morning i felt the anxiety like building (laughs) just because like speech well not just that but there was there was that and i I just, I think I knew it was going to be, like, a really emotional day. I knew there was going to be things that went wrong. I knew I was going to have to, like, help figure stuff out. And I was also just overwhelmed. Like, my best friend getting married. And I've known her since we were, like, 10. So it was just, it was just a lot. And I knew she was going to be really emotional all day. So (laughs) I was, like, emotional. (laughs) That's why I don't want one of these. Sounds so stressful. Before walking... So much work. Yeah. Before walking down the aisle, too, I had, like, a moment where, again, my anxiety was just through the roof, and I was like, maybe I don't want a wedding. Because <laughs> it was just a lot. I, the way I think of it is that it's months and months, probably, like, a year of planning. Oh, it was, like, for a year and a half for that wedding. How many hours? Yeah. One day. Less than a day. Like, maybe six hours. No. The whole day was planned. Oh, okay. For one day. (laughs) To me, personally, it's not worth it. So I wouldn't want one of those. But kudos to anyone who puts in the hard work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm grossed out by the idea of having, like, a little picnic afterwards with friends and family. You're grossed out by that? I'm just like, I don't want the attention. (laughs) Though, congrats, Jessica! (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> Why? I don't I hate attention. It stresses me out. They're just people celebrating your love. I know. People love me and they want to show it to me. But I don't accept. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> oh, the DJ was also dope. Mm-hmm. He was just really fun. Like, <laughs> what was your song? Did you choose a song? I requested Billie Eilish, but she didn't make it in. <gasps> Bummer. <laughs> that would have oh. been cool. Yeah. What was your song yeah. request? Pump, pump this jam. Pump up the jam. Pump it. No. Yeah. <laughs> when it got on, it. when it went on, I was so excited, but they cut it off. Did they? Early, and I was like, "Buzzkill!" For some lame 
Taylor Swift. I'm so, oh. so upset. <laughs> they had my um my theme song in there. Your theme song? Party Rock Anthem. <laughs> oh. LMFAO was, like, was my this shit. This brings me back to my clubbing days. <laughs> <laughs> Are they dead now? No. Well, they don't make music anymore. <laughs> but they're alive. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the DJ was just really fun. He was like, he was belting out the lyrics to like full ass power ballads like into his microphone. Was he? Yeah. I <laughs> didn't even notice. And we like danced with him too, and he danced with us. It's a really good night. <laughs> yeah, really fun. We'll remember that day for a long time. Aww. Anyway, it was a good day. Enough about the wedding. Yeah. Hey, this is a podcast about books. Right. <laughs> is it? I forgot. Oh, we also watched the live action Lion King together. What'd you think of that? So cute. Love cats. There were like times <laughs> where like they were blinking at each other and I was just like oh, they love each other. <laughs> I like how um how um in the beginning with Mufasa he like you know how the cartoon they use tiger roars? Because it sounds Did more they? badass. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But, like, they used the lion roar with Mufasa in the beginning. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I didn't know that. Because mm-hmm. lions, like, more, like, bellow. Because it's more of a territorial thing. I see. Whereas tigers roar. They like, have a scream, like, I like the hyenas. Did you say hyena? Yeah. Hyenas. <laughs> the hyenas. I like the hyenas. Yeah. I like the baby uh, when Pumbaa did his like background song when I was a young oh. <laughs> The baby, baby wart Oh my god. I, I was yeah. screaming. <laughs> that was so cute. That was so that. cute. I found that the movie like delved deeper into the themes than the original did. Yeah. Like a little bit darker. Yeah, there were a couple of, like, new moments that weren't in the original. Yeah. Like, the part that shows Nala creeping out of the mm. the Pride Lands. Yeah. It was that more was, intense. Like, that was yeah, intense. That was a lot of tension in that scene. Oh, the Circle of Life part, where it actually shows, like, the lion hair, like, traveling... Oh, yeah? Ooh. With, through the nest and, like, the... Going all Being the way eaten by the giraffe the and the dung beetle and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was neat. It was neat. I like that. Yeah, and I feel like I the... teared up a few times. Aww. <laughs> which parts? <laughs> it was just mostly like this again. Like, just... what's the word for remembering? Nostalgia. Nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Both hand zimmers are fantastic. Uh, composer. Yeah. Amazing. And Donald Glover with that voice. Mm. And he goes into that, like, high range where he goes, ha, ha, or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You've listened to Redbone, right? Yeah. That range is what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> he does that little, goes off on, like, these <laughs> runs. And even Pumbaa commented on it. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you got him going off again. <laughs> and he's, I love- he's grown, like... 400 pounds since we started this song or something like that. <laughs> the one of them were hilarious. They were great together. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Seth Rogen, not a great singer, but he rocked it. He killed it. He killed it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I didn't think Will Smith was a good singer in Aladdin. He wasn't the best, but he still did good. Yeah. What I liked about Will Smith is that he made the song his own. Yeah. It became his own style, which I was, like, kind of worried about <laughs> from the start. Yeah, I was like, how do you even... How do you right? even... Robin Williams. God, do you own thing. You can't copy him. Yeah, and he didn't try, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. I thought it great. Yeah. I was proud of his genie. <laughs> Despite all the shit talking for, like, a year before. But there's obviously the whole thing about, like, remakes and, like, how it's yeah, damaging, so people, like, like, the... Talking shit about them. Remakes. Originality of, like, the film industry and it's, like, kind of squashing room for new independent movies which i get and i do think it's true that there's like what is the last original movie that you've seen it's probably on netflix <laughs> like they don't come out yeah. in theater anymore yeah it's either a remake or it's some a continuation big book, big book that they do not even what's even the last book that it <laughs> that's a blockbuster right? but you can also consider that a remake i guess true because it's been made before yeah like a lot of it it's just like action-packed films that have barely any story it's just like fast entertainment you know what i mean but then again it's always like the same shit they're not making new stuff it's like a new terminator or it's a new fast and furious or it's like it's all the same old shit and nothing new is coming out ever it's like a discussion i've had before with johnny like it's like they care more about making big bucks and they don't want to take risks anymore. Yeah, because they know that they're going to make the big bucks. So why do yeah. they? So why do they create new art? Yeah, which is, so, as an aspiring screenwriter, it's think, stifling. <laughs> right? It's so like you got to like, I guess Netflix is like one of the only places. You don't have to go to yeah, original platforms. films are going on. Yeah. At least uh, Tarantino does his own shit still. I'm still rooting for him. Like, don't you dare retire, bro. Have you watched his newest one? No. Johnny and I have been meaning to. I heard yeah. the reviews weren't great. We're still gonna watch it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, sometimes these reviewers are stuck up know-it-alls. Well, I don't mean just critics. I mean okay. people in general. Mm. <laughs> but I haven't seen it, so I can't speak. Mm-hmm. Like, I personally didn't like the last one as much. Which one was that? The one with Hateful the- Eight? Yeah. I don't know. I think I can't get into it. I keep trying to watch it with Johnny. I'm not as into it as um, his other films, but Johnny loves it. I I enjoyed it all the yeah. way through, but it's like not a movie that I would watch, watch again. again. <laughs> yeah, it's really how I feel. Like I'm just like, yeah. Mm. Like if it was on, and someone else was like sitting around watching it, then I'd probably join them. But I wouldn't like go out of my way to like put it on. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Bro, this tangent. Oh, shit. Yeah, weird. Like, <laughs> you have to cut some of this we shit going down. Off. So we're going to do one chapter. <laughs> I can't believe we've actually done that. That was a long... T- that was that incredible. Was, that was... Whoa. <laughs> okay. Dude. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah, I'm fucking stopping this. <laughs> we gotta do our book. What are we drinking today, Jess? Some more rainbow's tea, but this one's passion fruit. Ooh, passion fruit. Roibos? Roibos? I keep saying Roibos. Damn! Mm-hmm. 
Imagine this iced. Oh, man. That would be good. Tastes like juice. Tastes like an iced tea. <laughs> it's gone. Okay, where did we leave off our characters last time? Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Tyrion feels bad for John. But a life he has ahead of him on the wall with a bunch of wipers. And criminal scam. And uh, Raven's fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to indicate that they're traveling to the wall together. Yeah, they're, they're traveling to the wall. Bran is still in a coma. Catelyn is in his room all the time. Cat still a bitch. Still a bitch. Fuck her. Um, <laughs> Danny just married Cal Drogo and they boinked. They had cons- consensual sex. Consensual sex. Who else is there? Ed. Edard. Edard. <laughs> Edard Stark. Feels like he can't control Robert. Yeah. But is heading south with him to King's Landing. Because he has no choice. With his daughters. And that's all. Yeah, we haven't really heard much about the kids yet. Let's get into it. Chapter 14. Catelyn. Mm-hmm. Eight days after Ned and the girls have left, Meister, Me- Meister Lewin comes into Bran's room and uh, says to her that it's past time they reviewed the figures of hosting the king's pate. But Kat's thoughts are of Bran and she has no needs for the figures. But Meister Lewin is persistent. Pers- persist- persistent. Persistent? Persistent. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but we must replenish our stores. Kat won't hear it. She says, the steward can attend to them. But we have no steward. But Kat's not listening. She's still thinking of Bran. <laughs> we also need to fill the spots of those who left. Besides the steward, we need a new captain of guard. Master of horse. Kat's angry. Okay, but how did Ned not fill these positions before he left? Right? I think he left it for Kat. <laughs> Like, I was pretty shocked. I was like, Cat, your son is not more important than the hold of Winterfell. Bruh. I'm more surprised that Ned didn't figure this mm. out ahead of time. Right. He just took off. Yeah, he's just like, I'm taking hey, all these guys. Your wife um, is clearly my son's in son. bad condition. <laughs> but see ya. I'm going to leave you leave with only half of Winterfell. With your rice. Damn. <laughs> right? She's angry. My son is broken and dying. I don't care what's happening. I would gladly butcher up all of these horses if it would wake Brad up. That was a bit mean of me. But okay. Wait, what? <laughs> to do like, that voice. To, yeah, to do that mocking voice. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob shows up. And he's like, I'll make the appointments. Good guy, Rob. Good guy, Rob. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> My Sir Lewin is pleased. Turns to Rob. <laughs> he's probably like, thank fuck. I don't have to deal with Lady Stark this, this anymore. crazy ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mean to her. I feel bad. Even though she's a fictional character. Well, she's a bitch to John. <laughs> she's a bitch. <laughs> bitch John to Meister Lewin in Winterfell. has done nothing to her. Right? Like, yeah, literally. She treats him like trash, so... She can suck a fat one. <laughs> Rob makes plans to attend to it tomorrow. My silly one leaves. Rob asks, Mother, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, I'm looking after Brad. And it's like, you've been here since he 
fell. He didn't even say bye to the girls. Oh. Bro. Wow. Bro, and she's like, well, I said bye when they came visit. I have to be here if he dies. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get it. Yeah. I'm not a mom. I can't judge. Rob softens and says, he's not going to die. Meister Lewin said so. But Kat's like, but what if he's wrong? What if he needs me and I'm not here? Hmm. And this part really makes me sad. (laughs) Rob says, Rickon needs you. He's only three. He doesn't understand what's happening. He thinks everyone has deserted him. He realizes everyone's gone now. Oh my god. So he follows me around all day, clutching my leg and crying. Ah! <laughs> Can you imagine? His sisters, his father, everyone is gone. Only Rob is there. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, and Bra- this is, he doesn't know where Bran and Kat are. This is are? a toddler. Oh my god, Rickon. Oh. I'm actually turning up right now. pulling out my heart strings. Uh. poor child. Oh my god. Catelyn has been neglecting her right? other this children. It's a baby. Uh, it makes me wonder, is Bran her favorite? Yeah. <laughs> you looked at me like, duh. <laughs> she said it. She said it. Well, she doesn't I don't say... Think He's my favorite. No, she says it inside. My precious son. My favorite child. She says my favorite child? Yeah. I'm sorry? It's fine. Where is this? Okay, let me remember. She thinks, she definitely thinks of him as the sweetest and the gentlest. But I don't remember her ever thinking the word favorite. Mm, That's probably probably just me interpreting Uh, her, like... I don't want him to go anyone but him. That sort of right. stuff. Right, and there was like yeah, she desperately loves this child. That whole thing. Mm-hmm. She was like, just don't take Brand, don't take Brand. When Ned was talking about who he's gonna take, so yeah, she was like, I couldn't so, bear it. I'm interpreting that as favorite child. It definitely sounds that way. <laughs> Rob continues, Mother, I need you. I can't do this by myself, and his voice cracks. And Kat remembers that he's only 14 and he's being taken charge by himself. Oh my god. (laughs) Man. She wants to get up and go to him, but she's holding Bran's hand and she's like, I can't go. He won't let go of my hand. (laughs) It's like she's just stuck to her sick child. Hasn't she even been, like, pooping in that room? Yeah. I believe it mentions, like, she has her buckets in there. Yeah. Can you imagine being the servant who has to go and fetch it and dump it out and come back? Fun. (laughs) Fun. (laughs) Outside, a wolf begins to howl, which upsets Kat. Like, it stresses her the fuck out. Like, Mm. she's going to lose her shit. Mm -hmm. Rob opens the window and two more wolves start howling. Kat begins to lose her shit. She's covering her ears and sobbing. Make them stop! Kill! (laughs) She says kill them? What the? Um, is your cat outside? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Bring her back in! (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Johnny took Bonnie I'm just reading and telling he's like, what? What? (laughs) It's not my cat? Freaked out a little bit. I was like, that was weird. My, my baby. 
<laughs> that Man. was funny. Man. <laughs> Don't be afraid of them, mother. They would never hurt him. Just close your eyes and rest. And she starts weeping. I can't. What if he dies while I sleep? Jesus. Has she not been sleeping? No. Bruh. <laughs> close the window. <laughs> Rob goes to close the window. And he can hear barking, joining the howls. And he's like, fire. The library tower is on fire. And he runs out, shouting for guards. Kat uh, kind of feels sad for the burning books, but she's relieved that her son's not in danger. Mm-hmm. By her son, I mean Bran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, Rob can go fucking burn to death. As long as Bran's okay. <laughs> she gets up to close the window, and she turns around as a man room with her. Dun, dun, dun. You weren't supposed to be here. <laughs> he says. not right <laughs> he's a creepy dude right cat looks at the knife in his hands and then at bran and screams no and she turns around to open the window and yell for help but he grabs her one hand over her mouth and the other bringing a knife to her throat she grabs the blade ouchie and By wrestles him yup she grabs the blade at the blade <laughs> and wrestles him for it and she bites his hand. Gotta give it to her. In this he, fight. Yeah. She's kind of a badass. Yep. She's gotta save her baby. Yeah. Her favorite son. <laughs> <laughs> he lets go and she screams. He grabs her hair and throws her on the ground, raising his knife. With a low growl, a wolf appears and leaps at the man, tearing its throat up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beren's direwolf. Mm-hmm. The nameless, Unnamed. The nameless pup. The wolf looks at her and Kat recognizes Bran's wolf. Thank you, she whispers. And the wolf licks her bloody hands clean. Taste her blood. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> and then he jumps on Bran's bed and lays down. Rob and Meister Lewin and Sir Roderick burst in with half the guard and uh, take her away to attend to her wounds. She's given milk of the poppy and passes out for four days. Damn. <laughs> right? I'm like, whoa. What is this drug? Hell yeah. I need some of this shit. Milk of the poppy. <laughs> <laughs> when she wakes up, she feels very ashamed about how she's been acting and that she's let everyone down. She tells her servants to bring her food and to get Meister Lewin to change her band-aids. I don't think they had band-aids back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> this is bandages. I like, band-aids. <laughs> Rob is the first to arrive with Roderick Cassell, Beyond Greyjoy, and Halis Mullen. Can we get a reminder of who all those people are? Roderick Cassell, I think, is... Master at Arms, right? Yeah! Master of Arms. Arms. <laughs> arms. Theon is the ward. Ned's ward. Ned's ward. And Halis Mullen is the new captain of the guard. Gotcha. Who was he, asks Cap. No one knows his name. A few people have seen him around for a few weeks, so he must have come with the king's men. He had been sleeping in the horse's stables, where they found 90 silver stags in a leather bag. That's some kind of currency. Yeah, and that's a lot of money, apparently. Mm -hmm. Because she goes, at least my son's life wasn't sold so cheaply. (laughs) And everyone, shocked, they didn't know he had come for the kid. They're like, What? And Kat's like, yeah, he came for Bran. And Rob, who's confused, asks 
Why would someone want to kill a sleeping boy? And Cat challenges him, says, If you are to lead the North, then you must think these things through. Answer your own question. All right, Cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before he answers, servants come back with delicious food and Meister Lewin. Cat <laughs> <laughs> asks about Bran, but he's the same. She looks at Wop. <laughs> I said Wop. She looks at Wop. <laughs> she looks at Rob. No, no, no. We're not moving on that quickly. <laughs> She looks at Wop. She looks at Wop. Wop. Do Wop. Do 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 Wop. Dude, I'm gonna call him Wop from now on. <laughs> Wop. That's your answer. My name is Wopstock. Wop with um speech impediment. My name is Wop. Man. <laughs> Go on. He says, someone is afraid Bran will wake up, afraid of something he will say, afraid of something he knows. And Kat is proud. She says, we must keep Bran safe. There may be other killers. Halas asks how many guards she wants, but Kat says, direct that question to Rob. He's the master of Winterfell. And Rob directs the ship. <laughs> he comes up he with He did good, that. too. He was he- like... Smart. One man in the room. The wolf in the room. One man at the door. One man at the end of the hall. <laughs> and he's yeah. ready. Roderick asks Kat if she noticed the dagger and that's too fine a blade for the likes of that guy. A lowly. A lowly person. That the blade was Valyrian steel and the hilt was dragon bone. Ooh. Ooh, we just learned about that. <laughs> <laughs> Cat asks Rob to close the door. She says that she's going to tell them something that cannot leave the room. She needs their oaths of silence. Ooh. Everyone swears. And she tells them about how her sister Lysa thinks the, the Lannisters murdered her husband. And that she doesn't believe that Bran felt he was thrown from the tower. Damn. Everyone is shocked. Roderick says that even the Kingslayer couldn't do such a thing. <laughs> what you know? But Theon thinks he might. Oh, does he actually say that? Yeah, he doesn't think the Kingslayer has the heart to throw a child from a tower. Well, <laughs> I have news for you, Roderick. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's cute. <laughs> innocent, <Yeah>. innocent man. <laughs> you think too highly of him. <laughs> And Meister Lewin says that the boy knew every stone in Winterfell and that his fall was unusual. Rob is outraged <laughs> and immaturely pulls out his sword and says he's going to kill Jamie Lannister. <laughs> he's like waving his sword around. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in a goddamn style <laughs> He's swinging his sword over his head like a lasso. <laughs> I'll kill Jamie Lannister. Oh my God, no And <laughs> he's basically chastised by Roderick. Put away your sword, cha. Meister Lewin says, says that they need proof if they're going to be making these accusations to the Queen's brother. <laughs> and Roderick says the proof will be at King's Landing. Rob volunteers, but he can't because there must always be a Stark in Winterfell. So... Even if Kat takes Ned's name, is she not a Stark? Because they call her Lady Stark. No, because she's not a man. Ah, uh, I see. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be a lord. 
I see. Women yep. are nothing. Cat <laughs> volunteers, but she doesn't want anyone to know she is coming. She wants to sneak into King's Landing. Sneak a sneaks. <laughs> Excuse me, bro. Damn, bitch. <laughs> You're one to judge. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've cut all mine out. <laughs> Roderick will go with her, and they will not be taking the King's Road. They're going to take a boat. And that's what I got. <laughs> Anything I miss? Did they not? Wh- why would they think lighting a fire would get her out of Bran's room? Yeah, that was the pun. I don't know. Maybe thought I th- that she'd be panicking with everyone else and running out to help. But she hasn't even left his side to take a poop. What does this peasant know? He's a dumb fuck. Maybe his mother never showed him this kind of <laughs> devotion. <laughs> I guess he just wanted... Maybe he didn't even know that Cat was staying in the room. Probably. I guess. He just sees guards and then get them up. That could be an explanation. Um, I also noticed you didn't really cover Cat's injuries to her hands. I didn't. Because, turns out, the Valyrian steel of the blade is so fucking sharp, it went, like, all the way down to the bone mm-hmm. in her hands. Bruh. It went right through her palm. Ouchie. <laughs> She, well, she was, like, not just, like, grabbing it. She was, like, wrestling it from her neck. Like, Ugh. like yeah. that's going to slice into you. Oh, yeah, of I can't even imagine doing that. But I guess adrenaline, saving your son, is going to take over. It seems like she didn't really feel it at the time. No. She was too busy trying to save her son. Protect the baby. Mm-hmm. But I guess the good news about this happening is that kind of snaps Cat out of the... Of her she's fog, been. yeah. Yeah, she's out of the fog. Out of the fog. And now she, uh, is smartening up a little bit. Yeah. But she's still, like, <laughs> abandoning her kids. Again! <laughs> even more <laughs> of them now. <laughs> she's even leaving Bran. Rickon. She's like, I'm going to King's Landing. <laughs> what happened to Rickon? <laughs> right? Before child. I bet she didn't even see Rickon before she left. No. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure she did. <laughs> did she? <laughs> okay, but damn, shit's getting cray. Uh, yeah. Secrets coming out. Let's get a more Who cray hired chapter this assassin? Here. Who paid him 60 stags to kill Bran? So we have Sansa. Yeah. Yeah. 15. And she's a real sweet, naive little girl. Reminds me of when I was a teen. Her, Yeah. Her perspective is very different like, from God everyone else. damn, George. You got a teen girl, even though she's only like 11. You got a damn pet. Yeah. How the fuck? <laughs> How? How? Sansa's having breakfast. <laughs> she's looking her best because she's making a breakfast. Bruh, I'm hungry again. <laughs> Just fed you. <laughs> she and Arya. I'm an animal, okay? <laughs> Or she's looking her best because she and Arya have been invited to spend the day in the Queen's Wagon House. Which, when it was first described a few chapters ago, I was like, wah. <laughs> wah? Yeah, a two-deckered carriage pulled by 40 horses. 40? 40. 40 fucking Horses. I missed that. And it part. was so big it could not get through the the gates at Winterfell. It had to stay outside of Winterfell. This is a fucking wait, 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 wait. 
you sure it's 40? What's you son? Because I had to go back and okay. be like, I gotta make you sure you pull that up. Right. While I plug in my laptop because 40? Yep. The wheelhouse in which they had ridden a huge double decked carriage of oiled oak gilded metal pulled by 40 heavy draft horses was too wide to pass through the castle. Yeah. Bruh. 40 heavy draft horses. Those are the big mofos. Bruh. Bruh. I was like, I'm trying to imagine. I'm like, is it like four rows of 10 horses pulling this mighty two-floored wheelhouse carriage? <laughs> How do they have it in the show? I kind of want to look it up. It was a freaking regular Cinderella Reagan. <laughs> Um, it wasn't a double decker 40. <laughs> and it goes inside of Winterfell, too. Yeah, it does go in. Cersei Wheelhouse, episode one. Okay, way to show me everything but the wheelhouse. <laughs> Thank you, Google. Wait, Carriage. Is it? Yeah, that's definitely not how it's described in the books, but that's <laughs> what I'm bringing from the show. Yeah, it's still it's a large a wagon, but it's like. It looked like. Like, it's a pretty roomy looking wagon short, but nothing compared to what this book says. Yeah. She gives Lady a piece of bacon, and Lady takes it as delicate as a queen. (laughs) I really like how these wolves, like, really um, represent the kids. They're really taking after them. Yeah. Yeah. Lady seems so sweet. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Except Ghost. Ghost is just a mystery. There are times where I notice that John is quiet. He's kind of introverted. Doesn't do much. Not doesn't right. do much, but like he kind of he he's like he internalizes his thought process a lot. I feel like I feel like maybe Ghost is kind of like that. Yeah, and he seeks solitude. Hmm. In the same way, I feel way like you that... know John has a special something. Ghost has a special something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Agree. Yeah. Septim Mordain doesn't think it's ladylike to feed dogs at the table. Sansa Septim cor- Mordain can suck it. Right? Sansa corrects her that lady is a direwolf, not a dog. Sansa's excited about potentially seeing Prince Joffrey, her betrothed. He's her dream boy, and she's already in love with him. <laughs> Septim Mordain tells Sansa to make sure Arya dresses nicely for the day with the queen. And Sansa's like, I can tell her, but she ain't gonna listen. <laughs> and the only thing that worries her about this day is Arya, who has a way of ruining everything. Huh. It's not such a sisterly thing to think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sansa goes to find her sister. The king's party is over 400 people now, including her father's household and free riders. People just traveling, and they're like, let's join this party. I guess it's hmm. safer to join the giant party. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Safer than traveling alone. Sansa finds Arya and tells her to get ready to ride in the Queen's wheelhouse. But Arya isn't going and is instead going to hunt for Rhaegar's rubies in the banks of the Trident with her friend Micah. So they're at the Trident? Yeah. Arya doesn't want to be shut up in a windowless wheelhouse. She finds it very boring. I feel that. Arya starts telling her about how she's seen lizard lions and explored haunted watchtowers and chased wild horses while they've traveled. Do you realize what lizard lions are? No. I was like, what the? Is this one? They're alligators. They call alligators lizard lions. 
It was thinking, it, is it like that little lizard that has a little... No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Alligators? They're a- they don't have, like, a name for alligators. Because there's a description of them, like, sitting in the water like a log. Oh. With their eyes poking up. And I was like, that's a fucking alligator. I missed that. Oh, my God. Makes sense because they're going through a swamp right now. Yeah. Bro, Sansa thinks Arya is being childish and that a reasonable adult like her would prefer lemon cakes and tea any day over riding horses. That sounds pretty damn good, too, though. Laying back on cushions with lemon cakes and tea? Fuck yeah. (laughs) Arya says, no means no and leaves. (laughs) Arya, I did not consent. No means no. (laughs) Sansa wishes her sister was more delicate like Princess Myrcilla. Marcella? Marcella. I'm gonna fuck this name up for the rest of the <laughs> Marcella. Marcella. Marcella and takes the long way back to Septa Ordain at the camp. Sansa cannot believe she's sisters with Arya and thinks that would be more easier if she were a bastard like John. Oh! And she'd even asked her mother if she was sure Arya was really her sister once. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> First, Sansa has major sister issues. Mm-hmm. But I also, doesn't it say somewhere Sansa wishes that Ned would, like, tell Arya to act more like a lady? Yeah. And there he doesn't? Part. Yeah, he he encourages it. Because he loves her. I love that. Yeah. Ned doesn't try to force Arya to be ladylike, and he doesn't try to force Bran to stop climbing and he's just a good dad and supportive of his children's passions. Mm. You know what I mean? He loves his kids for who they are. Yeah, for who they are, not for who they should be. Mm -hmm. I love that about Ned. I love that. Love you, Ned. Good guy, Ned. (laughs) When she gets back to camp, she sees a crowd around the wheelhouse. Two knights who she hasn't seen before are kneeling in front of the queen who is graciously accepting their escort. One knight is old but strong and graceful, a man in white armor, a knight of the king's guard. The other knight is a man near 20. Bruh. It's a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's 19. (laughs) In a forest green armor with antlers on the helmet, Sansa thinks he was the handsomest man she'd ever seen. Tall, strong, long black hair and green laughing eyes. And when I saw who this was, or when I learned who this was... I was shook. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he's supposed to be a hottie? <laughs> Sansa then notices a third knight standing to the side, a silent knight who is gaunt and grim and strikes terror into her heart. As if he feels her staring at him, he turns and looks at her, making her step back in fright, bumping into the hound, <laughs> whose fire-scarred face also scares her, but today, he isn't half as scary as the Silent Knight. Lady steps in between them and growls a warning. So cute. <laughs> Sansa drops to her knees and wraps her arms around Lady, her eyes filling with tears. Because she's just surrounded by all these yeah, she's like, getting huge, overwhelmed. creepy men that she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. She looks up and the two knights are standing over her with their swords in their hands, ready to take out this wolf. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. She hears the queen say, Joffrey, go to her, and her prince is at her side. (laughs) 
Oh, my prince Joffrey. He helps her to oh, her feet Joffrey. and starts sweet-talking. Oh, what is it, sweet lady? Why are you afraid? No one will hurt you. Put away your swords. The wolf is her pet. He looks at Sandor Clegane and tells him to be gone for scaring his betrothed. Clegane leaves and Sansa tells Joffrey that was actually the knight that had frightened her. The two knights smile and the old one says... Sir Ellen Payne finds me as well, sweet lady. <laughs> the queen comes down to them and says that the king's justice should be fearsome. Sansa says that the queen chose the right one, making everyone laugh. The old knight introduces himself as Sir Barristan Selmy, Lord Commander of the King's Guard. This is the guy Bran was really excited to meet. Oh, is it? Yeah. Aww. Like, the legendary knight that he was, like, starstruck. Like, the idea of meeting him. I see. Sansa is starstruck and tells him how honored she is to meet him. The Green Knight asks her to name him using her own judgment. Sansa points out the antlers on his helm, making him a Baratheon. And by his extreme youth, he must be Robert's youngest brother, Renly Baratheon. Lord of Storms End, and Sansa is starting to feel comfortable. I realize she's pretty smart. She is. She's intelligent. Mm. Renly Baratheon is supposed to be a snack. He's n- <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be a snack. I mean, he's not unattractive in the show. He's cute. He's cute. I've seen um fan art of him. Yeah, that's been pretty nice. Okay, he's cute. He's he's cute. I just didn't remember. I remembered him looking more wiry and weird, like more like this. Yeah, I like him with the facial hair and with the mop with the on crown. his head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> with the crown. Yeah, if he's got a crown on. <laughs> See, that's weird. Yeah. Cute. Weird. Cute. The literal difference is, seriously, the crown. No, look how shaggy his hair is, and his beard is a little I more guess. scraggly. I guess. But his description in the book is way different. It has long black hair. And he described as being, like, huge, like how Robert was. Like, really tall and buff. Oh. Huh. Huh. <laughs> I also looked up a picture of Ilan Payne because I did not remember him from the show. Oh, yeah? And... I remember him. I still don't remember him. Really? Ilan Payne. You don't remember him? He's creepy looking. But I don't know. I don't remember this you don't at remember all. His... No. Okay. <laughs> Sansa's starting to feel more comfortable when Sir Ilan Payne shoulders his way in front of her. Sansa apologizes for potentially offending him, and he silently walks away. Sansa asks Joffrey why he didn't say anything, and Joffrey tells her that Aerys Targaryen had his tongue ripped out with hot pincers. Fun. Nice. (laughs) The queen says he's good at speaking with his sword and tells Sansa that she will instead be having a meeting with the two knights that day and asks Joffrey to entertain Sansa for the day, which she is delighted delighted. Joffrey offers his arm and Sansa takes it and they take off. Oh my god. A lover's ride in the woods. Love birds. But also wasn't Joffrey like wanna go for a ride? And mm. Sansa was like, I love riding. Which she is a total lie. Yeah, she hates there. it. Oh okay. man. She gazes at him worshipfully. Oh gross. Yeah. And thinks that he was so gallant for rescuing her from Sir Illyn in the Hound. Oh, gag me with Joffrey a Joffrey asks her what she wants to do, but she's like, 
She's just happy being with him. So she says, anything you want to do. <laughs> and he's like, let's go run. She's like, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> My ass, Sansa. And he suggests to go riding without their dogs. He leaves behind the hound and she leaves behind Lady. She's kind of doesn't like this idea, but she'll do anything for Joffrey. So she ties up Lady and they take off. And she has a blissful day. They rode around exploring. They find an old holdfast and they're fed lunch there. (laughs) And Santa drinks more than she's ever had. Because Joffrey keeps refilling her cup. When they leave, she feels dizzy and asks if they're going to be going back soon. Joffrey says soon. He wants to check out the battleground where his father killed Rhaegar Targaryen first. Fun. (laughs) Nice. What a great first date spot. This is where my father murdered a man. (laughs) Are you impressed? As they approach, they hear a sound like snack, snack, snack. And come across a boy and a girl dueling with wooden sticks. The boy hits the girl in the hand and she cries out in pain, making Joffrey laugh. Which makes the boy and the girl stop playing and look over. Sansa recognizes the girl. Aya! 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 That was good. Was that good? Yeah. I tried to say it how she said it in the first episode. <laughs> Arya tells them to get lost. <laughs> Joffrey goes over and tells Micah to pick up his sword and duel him. And Micah is like, it's not a sword, it's a stick. <laughs> and Joffrey is like, you're not a knight, you're a butcher's boy. Butcher. <laughs> butcher's boy. And that you're hitting my lady sister. And he takes out his sword, which is named uh, Lion's Tooth, <laughs> and presses it onto Micah's cheek, drawing blood. What the fuck is Joffrey's it? damage? <laughs> Product of Spoiler! (laughs) I'm gonna have to bleep that! (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Arya screams at him to stop it! And Sansa tells her to stay out of it. (sighs) I won't hurt him much, says Prince Joffrey. Arya hits Joffrey over the head with her stick. Yes! And Micah runs away as Joffrey starts screaming curses at Arya. His head is covered in blood. Damn, that was a hard hit. Yeah, it was. Sansa starts screaming like, stop it, stop it. <laughs> he, and while he attacks Arya with his sword, breaking wow. her stick and backing her up against a tree. Sansa is watching, crying, and she doesn't know what to do. Fucking Sansa. Right? Fucking useless. Fucking useless. <laughs> Nymeria pounces on Joffrey, knocking him down and tears out his arm, making him drop his sword. The prince starts shrieking and Arya calls Narmira off. She picks up the sword and stands over the prince with it in her hands. And he starts whimpering, don't hurt me. I'll tell my mother. I'll tell my mother if you cut my head off. I'll tell on you. (laughs) Leave him alone, screams Sansa. And Arya throws the sword into the trident and takes off with Nymeria. Sansa goes to Prince Joffrey sobbing and tells him, don't be afraid, I'll get help. And he reaches to brush his hair out of his face. And he glares at her with loathing and spits at her. Like, go, don't touch me. And that's the end. Wow. What a dream boat, huh? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so this is where you first start to see Joffrey. 
for what he is. Well, we saw like a, a little glimpse of it back when he was like challenging Rob in the corner. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. But this is... Rob was able to stand up for himself. So mm-hmm. you could tell that like, you know, Joffrey was arrogant at that moment. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. shows that he's... Straight sadistic. up Yeah. Yeah. He just wants an excuse to beat someone down and he wanted to feel better micah with his sword when micah only had a stick yeah and he thought that was okay (laughs) wow what a valiant brave man you are joffrey (laughs) the guy you're going to get married to sansa (laughs) you excited sansa no i can't give her too much shit for not doing anything what is she supposed to do She's Run between them. <laughs> this is her dream boy, and coming across her shit sister, they're fighting. She doesn't know what's gonna happen. I can't blame her too much. Mm-mm. Obviously, a very unexpected incident, but yeah. So that is gonna <laughs> have some effects. I promise you. But we have to end the episode here. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're at an that- hour sixteen. Oh. Shit, and we only did two chapters. Yeah, I know. Oh my goodness. I know. People are gonna be butt hurt. They're like, I came here for this. <laughs> In the next episode, we'll finish this for God's sake. There's gonna be a lot of consequences to what just happened between Arya and Joffrey. A lot of consequences. A lot of them consequences. <laughs> consequences. 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 <laughs> All right, so join us next time where we talk about those consequences. <laughs> hey guys, editing Raven here. We forgot to plug our stuff at the end of the episode, so I'm gonna do it here and now with this strange-sounding recorded after the fact audio. If you want more of the podcast, please check us out on Instagram. The podcast Instagram is TigBabPodcast, T-I-G-B-A-B. You can also follow us individually. Mine is Crimby, Jess's is Jess.Egan24. You can find us on Facebook as well at TigBabPodcast, or just search T is Good, Books Are Better, and our page should come up. Also, please check out our good friend Baram Barami on YouTube. He made our jingle you heard at the beginning of this podcast and makes lots of cool music on his channel. That's B-A-H-R-A-M, and last name spelt the same with an I on the end. Yes, that's his real name. And lastly, we also have a Patreon. We have different tiers with different rewards, and you'd really be helping us out with your contribution. But we also just appreciate you listening. Thanks so much. Back to the episode. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Signing Um, off. (laughs) Signing off. Uh, What's like a... I'll put in like a Microsoft shutdown sound. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Just bye. Adios.